And welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Stephanie Everett, and I'm the host for today's episode, which is being recorded live from the very last part of the Clio Cloud Conference. We are om- we've almost made it, you guys. It's like, a, it's like a marathon. It's been a day. And joining me now, I have Shreya Lay and Colin Lay. And welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having you. us. Good to be here. Yeah. So to get us started, um, tell us what you do. You both, you have a law firm together? We do. We are partners in life and business, and we run an asset protection law firm. We serve clients all over the U.S. with that. And so mostly we're helping people protect themselves from lawsuits. Indeed. <laughs> I love it. And today we're going to talk about managing our client expectations. And maybe to start us off, as I understood it, you guys got the honor and privilege of hiring a law firm and being in our client's shoes. So maybe give us the really quick version of what that was like. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, going back to those moments when we hired that law firm, there was a lot of uncertainty. We didn't know who to hire, so the process of choosing an attorney was difficult. And then the process of working with the attorney was difficult because there was definitely a lack of communication about what was going on in the case. There was no addressing any of our emotions around what was happening. And then also around billing. There was, that was a huge surprise for us as well. There was no communication around what that bill would look like. And so because of that, we think about client communications and being preemptive with client communications quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, when I heard your full story, honestly, it resonated with me because I've also been in those shoes and it is terrible. And I think like the number one advice we should probably give to lawyers is go hire a lawyer and Mm -hmm. see how bad it sucks because we really don't think about what it's like to be a client with all the uncertainty and all that fear, right? Yeah. Especially if like you're so used to doing the work yourself. I know like this attorney, you know, it, whatever he was working on was like super easy and he seemed to have like no worries about it and almost like he was confused about why we were concerned, but mm. you know, it was totally new to us. It's Yeah, and that nonchalant attitude made you guys fearful of even asking questions. Like you didn't want to look like idiots and say, "But wait a minute, I really need to know how much this is going to cost." And he just kept saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got you. Yeah. But he didn't have you. (laughs) It was not the pro bono work that we thought he was doing. (laughs) Yeah. He Instead, he surprised you six months later with a huge bill. Very large bill. Yeah. Yeah. It was a rather large bill, especially for what we knew was happening and for the amount of work that it seemed to be for him. And so I think there was definitely a miscommunication around what value he was providing and how, of course, you know, just the logistics of how we were going to be charged for it and what was happening as well. For sure. So that's the horror story. Tell us, you know, now how you've taken that experience and flipped it on its head to make sure you're not doing that with your firm. and, And what are some of the things you guys have started implementing that really allow for a better client experience? We try to be very transparent about fees. So we communicate those uh, before people ever hire us and 
before, during, during, ongoing, yes, ongoing, after, yeah. All so the we time. <laughs> we communicate about that, and but mostly we have really worked on building out content that preempts a lot of client questions and thinking about what things clients are asking that are outside of just simply the legal work we're doing. So we might be creating a trust for someone, but with that, they might want to know how do they open a trust bank account? What does the process or timeline look like? How long will it be? What will make their life harder? What will make their life easier? Will we be there to help them with that? So we try to address a lot of those ancillary questions around the legal matter. And it's not something that's specific to our expertise or anything like that. So we can make content and then we can also automate it, which Colin's the automation person. And so he builds out all of those. <laughs> yeah. And so it just, it's simple, right? But it, it, you guys, you know, you go beyond the legal piece. It's what are all the other questions that someone is nervous to ask? And I think that's what we need to be doing for our clients more of. Mm-hmm. Was there a process that you used to think about those questions? For me, I just try to keep like a little notepad or a notes app on my phone open. So when I'm talking to potential clients or clients when they're asking something that I think is particularly interesting or it's something that I have heard before from a person that I'm talking to, then I'll just make a note of it so that we can make content about it. And so really it's just listening and paying attention is mostly what we've done. And then some of it has been questions that we ourselves have had. I think I remember, you know, a time when I was doing business transactions and someone asked me for like a purchase and sale, how do I pay the other guy? And I, as an attorney, since I'd never done it, I was stumped. I was like, I have no idea. And so we think about things like that from our own kind of lives and practices or things that have come up that we're like, oh, this is a thing that people won't know how to do. Yeah. And so Colin, it sounds like, you know, then you're taking this, these content and really building it in a repeatable automated way. So speak to us about like, what are you thinking about in how often are you telling clients this information? Yeah. Well, you know, originally we tried to do it on our own, do it manually. We've tried different things, you know, spreadsheets, and eventually you would just fall behind on things, things would be forgotten, suddenly you'd be telling a client, oh, we have to make this payment, so you know you need to pay this invoice, and it was just a mess. So we started you know, seeing where, um, where we'd get stuck, where there'd be bottlenecks. Um, we'd, like Shreya was saying, we'd see when people were talking or asking certain questions, and we'd lay out a timeline, you know, it's like, we're doing this right now, so here's the information related to this. And we're going to get to this as well, but that's in the future. So we'll send you information then. So we're really like setting those expectations and then just setting up this journey that, that they go on when, they're, when we're all working together. Yeah. And I'd say we front load it. So as far as communications, like right after someone has hired us, they probably get more communication more often. And then as the engagement uh, is longer the communications are spread out more. So probably we're talking to them a couple times a week or have some sort of communication with them a couple times a week at the very beginning. 
and then toward and then after things have settled down a bit more, it might be more like once a month there's a check-in. Yeah. yeah. And really, you you can repeat the information that you loaded them up with at the beginning and then start sending it again later. Say, hey, just just so in case you missed this. Yeah, chief reminding officer. That's what yeah. I say a lot. Oh, nice. So I think a lot of lawyers are probably listening and they're like, yes, I know I need to do this and I know the automation would make my life easier, but I'm so busy and I'm so drowning in the work. How do I, you know, it's like a chicken and egg thing. Like, how do I take time to, to do the things that are going to make my life easier and simpler if I could only do this thing? And so since you were the one kind of building the systems and doing that, like, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking that right now? Well, we have the advantage of being partners in business. So I know Shreya takes, you know, certain tasks and then I get to focus on other things. But, you know, if you can block some time to work on the business, you know, even if it's, you know, 30 minutes or an hour a day, you can start working on these tasks every day and, you know, don't put it off or at least just block some time so it doesn't get filled up with other appointments and you can start building things slowly. I mean, we've been building things up over years. It wasn't, you know, a, a one-time process. Usually we'd look at what's one of our biggest problems and then start working on that and then go to the next problem and the next problem. Yeah, it's like so slow and steady wins the race, right? But yeah. you got to get started right. and dedicate the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we spent a lot of years just building up content and then worked on ways to automate it. I think a lot of attorneys are scared to start the process because it seems so overwhelming, but you can get it wrong and that's okay. And then you can rebuild it or make changes and no one will notice. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So we're almost at the end of our Clio Cloud experience this year. So maybe it's a time we can kind of take a look back. Do you have any takeaways from either, you know, your talk that you gave and, and what happened as a result of that from the audience or anything really that you, you're taking away from Clio this, this year? I know for us, we went to a session on marketing and I feel like we're doing okay you know we've put, we've had marketing plans before we've we've done the work but there's still other areas that we can build on you know we haven't done you know lead generation like uh, the little little free gift for you that type of thing you know yeah. so we have projects that that we want to work on when we get back home yeah I feel as though there are a lot of people here talking around the same topics and using a lot of the same ideas in different ways. And so I thought that was really interesting because even though we might be talking about a book building a story brand, someone else was also talking about it, but in a different way and using yeah. it for something else. And so I thought that was really interesting to see things coming up across different talks but in different ways. And I did really, because I love to throw a good dinner party, I really enjoyed the keynote from last night with Priya Parker and The Art of Gathering. And maybe I'm going to force people to do a closing, you know, statement yeah. at the end of dinner. Like, what did you take away from this dinner? <laughs> yeah, I had my team meeting this morning and we did a closing statement at the end of our... Oh, nice. So I was already using that too. Mm -hmm. I love that. And Colin, I appreciate that... 
that you acknowledge that you guys have been spending years building out this automation with your content, and yet here's another piece of your business now, marketing, that you realize now we can focus on that. I think sometimes as business owners, we forget that the struggles are real and constant. And so mm -hmm. we like we plug one hole and then another one needs our attention. And sometimes it's just nice to hear that we're all in this together, we're all doing that, yeah. we're all struggling. And so to me, like one of my big takeaways is just being able to talk to everyone and remind everyone like, you're not you're not alone. We're no. all in this together and we can help each other and there's real value in just acknowledging that. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for being with me. I enjoyed this. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Of course, if you liked what you heard today, then we would love for you to tell us, rate the show, leave us a review on your favorite app, and we'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.